the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, back for the Dave Ellswick Show, 4 o'clock. Some of you are getting to go home now. Congratulations. We hate you. But uh, drive safe. It's, it's been raining. It's been dry. So now the, the dust and the oil is starting to combine, and it's going to be a slick around here the way it always is. And we don't hate you. We just don't like you a whole lot. Anyway, we'll, the rest of us will be going home here shortly. Robert Steinbach, our legal professor from UALR and the Bowen School of Law, joins us in the studio. He, of course, uh, his opinions are his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect those of the university or the School of Law. And joining us on the telephone, I've talked to her many a time, the former governor of Arizona, Jan Brewer, is with us. Governor, how are you doing today? Well, hello, Dave. I'm doing just great. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. I'm doing even better after the Supreme Court told the president, you know what, Mr. President, that is a national defense issue down on the border, and you may use that that uh, military money to build a wall down there. Absolutely. That was a huge victory for our president, but more than that, it was a huge victory for our country. Well, you dealt with this a lot, Jen. I came to your state back when the Minutemen were down there, and I was on the King Anvil Ranch in Pinell County, and I saw it firsthand what was going on down there. People just really don't have a a, a real good grasp of how terrible that kind of, uh, you know, movement of illegals across the border is. Oh, you're absolutely correct. You know, we've got people that want to solve our problem and talk about it. They've never been to the border. They don't live with it day in and day out. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the problems that it has caused our state and our country are just outlandish. And as a governor of the state, I, you know, I tried my best to get something done. I had a president that wouldn't work with me. And now we've got a president that's moving forward. He understands the problem and the, uh, uh, all the uh, situation that it puts all of us in, the cost and the criminals and the crime and the fear and the addiction and the drugs and the sex trafficking and the child trafficking, it just goes on and on and on. And uh, our president, uh, uh, President Trump, said he was going to build a wall, and by goodness, he's going to build a wall, and we thank the Supreme Court for doing the right thing to be able to take $2.5 billion from the Defense Department and send it um, to uh, help uh, build, uh, begin building the wall. It'll make a huge difference. And you know, Dave, because you've been there, you've seen the border. Yep. Yep. It's not so, good. I, I yep. talked to the ranchers no. down there, and they didn't want to come out of their houses at nighttime because they were afraid that they, they, you, you have a whole national park uh, down there by Nogales that their people are told don't even go in to do hunting anymore because of all the drug trafficking. It's crazy. Oh, and tearing up the desert and, the, you know, and the kids that need school buses, they can't stand out to get their buses because of the coyotes and the, and the people coming across and the, and the cartels. 
Um, and it was terrible. And women walking around, you know, making dinner with a pistol on their hip. John, this is Robert Steinbuck. I hear these leftists. Hey, all Robert. The, hey, how are you doing? I hear these leftists all the time uh, with in their Georgetown apartments, uh, swirling their uh, Chardonnay, telling me that a border <laughs> wall uh, is wholly ineffective, but all sorts of electronic equipment will solve the problem because they apparently on the side uh, got some sort of tech degree. And so you're someone <clears throat> who's down there, who's who has been to the border. And it strikes me two things. One is they certainly don't know more than you do. And I have no dispute that technology is helpful. But tell us, please, how does a border wall assist, not guarantee, needless to say, but assist in curtailing the illegal immigration? Because you can contain it and you can set up the technology to monitor it, but it slows it all down and it funnels them to certain areas if, in fact, they're going to do it so that we can be able to, to, to detain them and, and to gather them up. I mean, we all know walls work. I mean, uh, most people have a wall somewhere in their environment that they know works. Uh, you know, walls around swimming pools, walls around your backyard, walls around your compound, walls around the White House, the walls around uh, every home in Beverly Hills. I mean, if they didn't work, people wouldn't be putting them up. So we need the walls built, and we know where they have been put up. In Arizona, like our Yuma sector, they have worked. They have worked tremendously. And in Southern California, over in Tijuana, um, at, the, at the border there, they, they have worked there. Now, we know that it's not going to solve, it's not going to completely solve the problem, but it's going to help probably be by 80%. And that's what we've got to have. We cannot afford what that has done to our country. And um, we are blessed uh, that people are finally uh, understanding it. And by goodness, you know, uh, the the Democrats have had numerous times uh, in Congress to vote to get funding for this wall. And 80 times they have voted no, 80 times. They agree now that we have a crisis at the border, but they don't ever vote to fund anything. So with the Supreme Court uh, stepping up, I think we're going to see some movement and that we're going to um, be able to maybe start down the path of getting this resolved. We have been by- fighting this fight for, what, 30 years? Yep. At least? Yeah. 30 years, yeah. And, you know, I was whistling in the wind all the time I was governor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I, I tried. I worked it. I mean, I would go to the governor's meetings. They didn't want to talk about it either. You know, they all had a solution, just like ignore it. You know, the president at the time didn't want to do anything with it. He just sort of shined me on. Um, you know, so I am so happy. I think the people of Arizona, I know, are indeed very, very happy with the ruling that came down. And I think the people of America are going to be uh, and are very, very grateful. I can say this. Uh, I keep telling people that the border of Arizona is the border of Arizona. Uh, Arizona is the border of Arkansas. And the border of Texas is the border of Arkansas and the border, southern border of California, the border of Arkansas. It's affecting all of us, Jan. Oh, absolutely. In Arizona, of course, because our border was so weak that we were the gateway. We were the gateway. And they didn't all stop here and stay in Arizona. I mean, they went to Arkansas. They went everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, that's where they're coming through. They could get on there and they could head east, uh, you know, get further away. And uh, that's what they do. And I'm sure that you guys have had the effects of it. You know what M13 is. You know what the drug issues are. You know what the cartels are doing. I mean, the drop houses. 
um, the, the, the trafficking. It just goes on and on and on. And uh, the federal government, even even with the incarceration, and it's, it's even with the illegals, Dave, that are coming across with their families, that's a huge expensive burden on us. Because it's education for the kids, it's health care in our hospitals, and then if they get into trouble, it's incarceration. And the federal government would not give us any money for any of our courts. No scap dollars were, were ever given to us in mm-hmm. Arizona. I mean, we were in the middle of a recession, and yeah. we had to deal with all of that. And they wondered why I was jumping up and down, you know? Well, the, the country jumped up and down, and I thank Arkansas for their strong support. I thank you, Jay, for your strong support. Because finally we got somebody elected that's taken this uh, issue very seriously, and we're going to get it under control. You know, the bottom line is, is at this point in time, uh, President Trump has got Mexico doing more to help us than the Democrats in Congress. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about that, Jen. <laughs> Look, at, yeah, I, t- I told yeah. him I'd keep you for twelve minutes. I've I've reached my time limit. I know you've got other interviews in front of or behind me. I thank you for your I, I time. Do. Governor, well, thanks thank so, you much. so much. Dave. Pleasure I'll to talk to you again. Work. We'll keep doing I'll it for you, Jen. Thank thanks, you very Jen. much. Yeah, Jen, Jen uh, Brewer, former governor of, of Arizona. I got to know her pretty well because mm-hmm. I went down several times uh, during my uh, during that time and and talked seriously about what was going on. If you still go on uh, Google, Google Ellswick on the border, and you can see some of the videos I took, like. All of the thousands of bicycles down there, because a lot of people, when you say desert, they think of Sahara Desert. All right, that's not what the desert looks like out west. It's hard. It's like concrete, salt flats. Yeah, kind of it's like hard. Right. And the, the 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 coyotes and stuff get on bicycles and and put big old backpacks on, and they uh, they pedal right across the desert with the drugs and stuff. But it is true. It blew me away going down, what is it, 35 that goes down south from Phoenix and down to Nogales. And you're driving down uh, an interstate and you get by uh, the uh, the big uh, national park down there. And there's huge signs on the, on the, uh, the road that says, no hunting allowed. Because you're afraid you're going to get in the park and you're going to get killed. It's ridiculous. I was I was embarrassed that in my own country we wouldn't take uh, the bull by the horns and take. I'm, look, a couple of wet squads we take care of that in no time. I'm just saying. Well, it's like what you've seen going on in New York City now, where these hoodlums are throwing large containers full of water or who knows what onto cops, and the cops are walking away because the mayor, the blah blah Blasio. Is essentially giving the leadership of non-confrontation. Here's the one thing: you're often told, Dave, you, me, and everybody, if some bad guy gets in your face and you have the opportunity to walk away, mm. walk away. And there's a lot of truth to that. You don't need to exhibit some bravado if your life's not being threatened and some guy's mouthing off to you. It's often the smartest move to walk away. I typically laugh and walk away. Well, that's right. That's actually, in all seriousness, a very effective tactic to kind of dismiss and reduce the confrontation. You're a goofball. Laugh, 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 walk away. That's right. Mm -hmm. But cops' job is to do the opposite, meaning not to pick a fight, 
but to stand the ground that belongs to the public. So when someone's acting bad, when someone is doing wrong, the interaction will happen with the guy in uniform instead of you and me and everybody else. They're, they're designed to take the brunt. And, of course, part of doing that is they have the power of enforcement, the power of arrest. It's not that they're supposed to get smacked around or water dumped on their face. But when there are hoodlums running around doing things like that, the cops are supposed to lean in, if I may borrow, yeah. lean forward, if I may borrow that kind of leftist nonsensical term, and engage with the wrongdoers so as to remove them so that you and I won't be harmed. And they walk away. And what I don't generally blame them or I don't entirely blame them or mostly blame them. But I do think that apparently they're they're saying, well, the, the higher ups, de Blasio <laughs> isn't backing us up. So we're not going to engage with the bad guys. How long before some of those guys that are throwing water throw bullets? Or something in between. Right. Dave? How yeah. do you know what's in that container? By the way. Oh, let me wait till somebody dumps a asset. Well, acid or, you know, acid is not the easiest thing to get your hands on. No. But Clorox bleaches, mm-hmm. uh, gasoline is. So they can dump all sorts of toxic materials on the cops. And the only way they would know it is after it occurs. Well, that's not the way you do things. I that, agree. That's not for a safe environment. It's always nice to be preventive instead of reactive. Remember what happened with that cop who's now appealing for his job back here in Little Rock. Yep. He is chasing down. He gets a call that there is a uh, someone stole a car. He finds the guy, catches him, so to speak, in a parking lot, approaches him, doesn't wait for backup. He's not required to, to be clear, but doesn't wait for backup because the guy might get away. Yeah, and, take off. Right. It's it's Little Rock. It, cops travel in individual cars, not in groups, and he makes a reasoned judgment to approach a guy. The guy, the passenger gets out, puts her hands up, complies completely. So we know what it looks like when it happens correctly. Mm -hmm. The driver does none of that. Nope. None. He doesn't comply with any requests, doesn't show his hands, and by the way, he has a gun. They're like, well, how did you know he has a gun? Well, we know he had a gun because he's been arrested. Well, he was killed, but he was he was stopped at the time. He had a gun. Yep. And then as the cop is I guess it would have been all right if the cop had gotten shot. Right. Exactly for the for the for the lefties, right? Yeah. So then the cop uh, is trying to confront this guy and he starts to drive his car into him. Mm-hmm. So the cop in order to get away from getting dr- Driven over, yeah. as well as potentially shot, makes a beeline around the bad guy's car. Oh, that's right, I said it, bad guy. The bad guy's car to get behind his own car. And at this time, the bad guy's pushing again with the car, and the cop shoots the bad guy. You know, he gets on, he's on the hood of the car. That's right. I'm sorry, he's on the hood of the shoots car. Shoots to the windshield, kills the driver. Goes through every level of re- review in the police department. Everybody said he complied with the rules. Yep. Goes to the prosecutor's office. They declined to prosecute because mm-hmm. he didn't commit any crimes. Right. And then the new Police commissioner, chief. who was brought in by the new mayor, mm-hmm. 
both of whom likely read of one of those how leadership for dummies books, emphasis <laughs> on dummies. That's right, I said it. Emphasis on dummies. Decide that, well, you got to come in and you got to go. You know, it's like when you go to prison and you got to take out the biggest guy yep. and then you're the top yep. dog. Yep. By the way, don't lose on that gamble. Nope. But Better this, not lose. Right. But on this one, the commissioner and the mayor, who, according to the news, on the day of the shooting already wanted to fire the cop, uh, figured their their leadership for dummies book told them, let's get rid of them. And before we go to the break, right? let's also remind you that during that time, the hearing for this officer, they decide, some people do, that the media or nobody else can come in and record the media because it is unveiled during the media that the mayor wanted this guy fired immediately. Right. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, after the break, I'll pick up on that. All right. We'll talk more about it. It is 24 after 4 on a Monday. Robert Steinbach is here. Our thanks to Governor Jan Brewer, former governor of Arizona, for joining us here at the beginning of this hour on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.